Hello, friends. So if some of you have wondered that what kindness is and can kindness be actually a virtue that is teachable and you can actually get better at kindness, you are at the right place today. Right. I have somebody with me who runs an organization which is which has kindness in its name. So more about that in, in a little bit. But first, I'm Anshuman Tiwari and this is my podcast and channel called Manage Better. Right. Where I, as many of you know, I bring guests and speakers and authors and consultants who connect with the theme of manage better in a very deep way, right? Because I believe generally that all of us can get better at what we are doing. None of us land with everything that we need in life. We all land somewhere, whether we are at work or at home in our lives, you know, we get better from there day by day, year by year season by season, depending on what profession you have. And that's my core belief. And I've gotten better over the years, hopefully. And I try and bring people who have, who've done that themselves, right? So today I have such a guest for you who, as I said, you know, uh, has kindness as a middle name maybe. And before I get there, of course, uh, those of you who are watching this on YouTube, uh, remember to subscribe the channel so that you can get alerts on uh, new content and also get uh, get a look in at the previous content that I have. And of course, if you're the audio type and like podcast, this is available on Apple, Google, and Spotify. You just have to search by Manage Better with Anshman Tiwari and you should get to me. In any case, I will leave the links when I post this. So without further ado, uh, I'll get into the uh, episode today. So I bring to you Nirmala, Nirmala Mendele. And I hope I got the name right, uh, Nirmala, but you'll be kind enough to, you know, pardon me if I didn't. But Nirmala Mahendale is the founder trustee of Kindness Unlimited and the current president of the World Kindness Movement. Yes, you heard it right. There is a World Kindness Movement and she heads that uh, currently. And I found this subject extremely intriguing and interesting because while all of us talk about kindness, I could not believe that somebody was trying to propagate kindness in a very professional and way across uh, corporate. So she's a firm believer in uh, kinder, that a kinder world is possible. Nirmala has over three decades of experience in building and implementing HR systems and processes for many large organizations, both as practicing HR manager and then as a consultant. And so she knows what she's doing. She has been there, seen people up and close in terms of how they work and what sometimes makes them work better and also the other way around right what stops people from getting to be what they can be right so nirmala has in-depth understanding of the importance of the human factor at work and the demands of the global workplace and she's widely traveled and she sees it as a way to open her mind to continuous learning diversity and cross-cultural sensitivity a lot of this goes along with uh, the work that she does, of course, to propagate kindness. And this is, of course, that, like many of you may have got an idea of this is strength-based approach to getting people to improve themselves, right? Which ties in very well, I would say, with the concept of manage better. So with that, I bring to you uh, Nirmala. Nirmala, over to you for uh, some opening comments, and then we get into uh, questions that are some of our viewers have submitted. Uh, so, 
Hello, everybody, and thank you, Anjuman Tawari, for having me. You have no idea how joyful I was when I received your message because everybody who allows me to speak about this is being very kind. So, for today's uh, discussion, I'd link kindness to manage better, right? So, uh, it's very important for all our viewers to understand the way kindness is defined by our organization, okay? So we would not go by the dictionary definition of kindness, purely, right? Mm -hmm. So kindness is balancing self-interest with the common good or with the greater good, okay? So mm -hmm. kindness, our definition says, we've got to look after ourselves. And while doing that, there's much you can do for others, okay? So this is very key because when we look at mental or physical well-being, there are times and there are people who would do a lot for others and get burnt out themselves. And that is not sustainable kindness. Correct. Right? Like a shot in the dark, oh, I did everything I gave. And that's also good because some of us just get inspired. I think the pandemic has inspired many people to reach out and be kind. Mm -hmm. But we sustain this as a philosophy because it does us good too. So I keep telling people it's not about just helping other people. So to connect with the topic, I would say that when I'm balancing self-interest with the common interest, the word that comes out is collaboration. The word that comes out is cooperation. The word that comes out is win-win. Okay. So if that can be a philosophy that my thought processes are aligned to, it is pretty easy for me to manage better. And this could be with myself. Let's say I know I'm burnt out. I've done too many Zoom calls. So to, be, to say, oh, Anshuman, today is a wrong day. To be able to say that, no, because it's about me understanding myself and so managing better and giving you a better quality conversation. Because not just saying I have fever, but it's okay. Okay. So it's about self. It's about two other people. It's about families. It's about couples. Yep. It's with children. I can see parenting, right? And you guys should get my son on this show. Because, you know, it's a whole wide journey learning from that role you play. Yeah. I also yeah. live in a joint family and in my case, it's an inter-religious, inter-cultural, inter-what you may say marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we are living in a joint family and that's, it's a daily conversation. It's a daily insight. And so I can look back at the mistakes I've made. I've looked back at the learnings I have. And then when you come to the corporate world and you come to communities and societies, uh, it's about would that synergy or one plus one plus one really make it far more than the three? That is anyway a given. And that's the way I'd like to put the conversation and drive it further. Thank you. Very well said. I think, I think just the right tone for the conversation because you know, like you said, it is sometimes seen as a give only or, you know, it's neither give only, neither take only. It has been when, like Stephen Covey would have loved us um, to say, use that phrase. But just now to get into some of the questions that I thought I'll, I'll ask you so that we can expand this subject, you know, 
and and yeah. take it to more people right the whole intention of this show or the podcast and the uh, the video is that this subject deserves to be with more people and and more of us who are who are who believe in this should a realize that we are not alone and b others can also learn this so we'll get to that you know the teachable learnability part of kindness but uh, question that i probably wanted to start with is that kindness is an often ignored virtue right um, people believe that if you're kind you're that soft person who anybody can push over and and that kind of stuff right uh, we know that it is not that right but how did you recognize that this was your calling right you've had a successful career you were doing well you were doing well in as a coach as well but how do you get to this ha ah, no straight answers i guess uh, like many people i thought to be kind was to be nice hmm but that's not true you know to be kind is the definition that i stumbled upon by chance right so it was up to that point that i was like anyone else who said you know you've got to be courteous you've got to have manners and etiquette everything comes actually the genesis is about building that equation and living in some amount of cooperation with others right but somewhere in 2005 there's a gentleman called mr kalba who would have been 92 plus now if he were alive again out of pure chance i met and hmm. we were had these huge discussions on you know various topics but he was passionate about kindness and he discovered there were many people in the world that were passionate about it and as we did this chai pe charcha kind of conversations i drop in at his place perfect stranger who became a dear family friend and i realized there's so much in this philosophy because remember i come from hr when i jumped out of a corporate career to start my own business i was dealing with people every single day so i was hearing and i was able to peel the onions both for the corporate and for the individual right and that's when i said this definition makes sense to me hmm. now i am ready because the definition the way i explained the definition of kindness that's when it switched and that's when i started observing people who were long term they were successful in the terms of success meaning they did what they enjoyed and i don't put success in terms of just you know a traditional But- definition of the success right as uh, so many unhappy people that i meet daily with lots of money believe me not that i've been cured of that definition a long time ago but you know so how do can really this philosophy and then i'm i read adam grant's book that was give and take and then yeah. i you know a big follow of adam's work over the years and Adam said uh, what I was saying, but he was saying it now with hardcore research. Uh, he's someone from Boston, and he had all these corporate exams. I said, "Oh my God, thank you, Adam. Uh, you've put whatever I couldn't write in so well." Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's when Anshuman, I started. It started growing. Mr. Kalbag and I started this as a pure voluntary movement. Till today, believe me, it's a voluntary movement. It's a bunch of volunteers who come. The World Kindness Movement also have made friends. It's another voluntary movement where it's growing now. And I'm sure your viewers would be happy to know that you, the UN and UNESCO 
is serious about next year we have our own international day of kindness and uh, they would try to keep 13 november because that was the day brought out by the world kindness movement but now they yep. realize that kindness is a bridge and kindness can be a great bridge to the sdgs mm. and so now there's a lot of work in that and you know we are we are helping getting more declarations signed because as you know it's a process it'll take another year for this but it's a lot of youth that we're trying to drive because they are going to inherit the planet so how is it that a kindness mindset will ultimately bring us to a better world no really well said and I, i think it's you know and the the whole concept around world kindness day is how i got to know about this itself right so you know thanks thanks uh, for that uh, to start that segueing into uh, moving on i think uh, you know so you mentioned the movement right the world kindness movement um, and then in general taking this concept across right? it, it it is neither for one group nor for one country but it's it's a world phenomenon right so tell us a little bit more about the kindness movement and how ordinary people you know like me like my friends colleagues you know and people juniors in the ranks seniors you know people who are working not working you know, how can they contribute to something like this in a in a maybe both in a formal and both uh, informal ways sure so right now we don't have the membership model for individuals right so where is kindness unlimited which i had in india anyone can follow us like us look at our projects write to us and tell us they are interested in collaborating for example let me give you a very simple our ideas are very very simple sometimes i worry whether they are too too simple uh, for mm. example yesterday we started a chai and biscuit drive at daravi okay so early morning when the labor comes out they are delighted with a hot cup of chai it's you know slightly slight nip in the air and they just get it and they say for what and they said there's some people who think you should have it and we'll continue this drive for a couple of weeks okay so now someone seeing that will say nirmala what does it cost you 100 cups i'll say 1000 bucks go ahead do it donate it khatam karo right mm. uh, someone else said hey i think i want i'd like to give uh, some uh, soap to these guys and some of them coming so it's very organic anchuman in the way that people just get inspired they write to us and when they write we'll say okay this is something that we are doing right now uh, jump in and help we did a 50 days of nutrition for kids a lot of people gave milk packets which weren't tetra packs some gave eggs and anyone who wants to give we find a way to be able to help them give that means so my job would yeah. be to do sincerity screening and find the right distribution partners right in the pandemic that's key because you have to go to the community and do the project so i tell people just follow us and see what we're doing and write to us and we ultimately connect givers and receivers yeah i th- i think that's that's probably where i was heading to because i'm quite sure that people after the show and after the many shows that you do and you know and, and this movement needs to get a little popular so people will want to reach out to you so friends you know those who are listening on on the podcast or on seeing this on youtube reach out to nirmala on facebook and other platforms and you know the kindness movement can be reached out to and as she said 
you whatever you can contribute right uh, it is they will find a way to help it reach the people it should reach to right so and many of us sometimes you know i think this is also and i've seen this first hand my wife is you know for some years she was into the social sec- sector before we moved to bangalore and she was in in one job for some time trying to bring volunteers to social causes and her job was to actually screen these volunteers and see whether they were doing it for a resume value or were actually sincere and i was fascinated by that role at that time i said look i mean are you serious somebody could be only doing this for resume value and she was like yes people do it but our job is to sincerely look for people yes even if i have to look at 100 and only one is sincere i am fine you know I, you know that's a good win so uh, moving on uh, to um, our next kind of question and you kind of um, brought in the difference between who can do um, something for this uh, but any specific examples and i'm sure you have tons of stories but any stories that you feel you know it touched you or moved you to do more about kindness and then something about that so Uh, very often as you see we are all human and so sometimes it's uh, something that's also touched us personally that makes us reflect so it's always interesting to talk about rather than someone else's story to also uh, share something so once to cut a long story short i was traveling on work it was the shatabdi delhi to agra i reached there and it was already late at night the people who were to pick me up one day okay mm-hmm. i've been calling them calling them i'm i'm an invited guest calling them all the two numbers i have no and they're busy in a party uh the noises this thing and i am totally for the first time there's some kind of fear you know mm-hmm. it, the atmosphere around me and i'm pretty intuitive wasn't giving me any comfort and on the way i was talking to someone in the train and he happened to be the principal of a local school in the north so that's my communication with this person and this person said you know nice talking to you nirmala we had a fantastic conversation over 3 hours and he left now i'm over here and suddenly there's a blackout there's a total blackout on the platform that means it's now to add to my uh, situation yeah. there's all around and a lot of taxi drivers offering me a lift but my intuition says you can sit the whole night here but you're not going in right so that's and i've always listened to that voice very often more than the logic uh, so now that i've made up my mind that i'm going nowhere and i'm going to spend the night at the platform i decide the best place to sit is near the ticket collector's office right mm. because now put a candle and he's hopefully not you know that manager of the platform or whatever so i go and i park mm. myself with my bag over there and thinking i'll be you know every 45 minutes i'll call otherwise mm. i'm ready to sit here the night right in another 20 minutes that man has turned around mm. and he has realized there's darkness in the city and he doesn't even have my number to even phone and check so he has made this whole u turn and he's come back to the platform searching for me amazing huh? and i meet him and i you know i don't know i can't even explain to you like my eyes lit up and you know whatever it was all the divine interventions i said god i said are you okay i said not really because uh, these guys haven't come to pick me up and so he said 
uh, come i'll drop you and was one of the five star hotels around that was a bar so and there was that minute i said see the question is i trust him i trust he comes back i went into the car to lock cut a long story short he dropped me and he saved me of so much of misery that evening right so there's a tons of situations like that where someone can just do a for him it was possibly an hour of delay because hmm. it won't right but i'm sure he did that because somewhere he felt joyful somewhere the genuine gratitude all the blessings that i would have put on him that evening he got yeah no absolutely i think and then while you were narrating this nirmala i was reminded of several such you know may not be as difficult situations but years ago on my first trip to the us i remember i got on to I, it was to dallas and i got off and it was quite late the flight was delayed it was quite late i had no pickup i was too junior to have a pickup i had no idea where to fetch a cab and those days there was no mobile phones to even call anybody and there was this indian family uh, who was there and they saw me a little worried um and they came up and um, asked me as look i mean i i was trained to not to speak to anybody i had been coached before going that you know don't speak to strangers don't do this don't do this keep you know your bag with yourself and you know sit on your bag if required all that bit had been done and in that moment something clicked and i said um, yeah i have to go to this hotel and, you know i was expecting somebody to pick me up but i think it's too late now and you know the, the good part is that they were a family so i kind of trusted a family more and they dropped me there i have never met them again they never saw me again i don't even remember exchanging names i was so it was only at 15 minute uh, drive uh, i don't even know whether it was on their way off their way but i still remember it's been more than 20 years more much more than that and and i remember that kindness and it saved me a lot of thing and i'm sure they went back like you said you know they went back thinking we did something good today and that's probably more about it so moving on the you know, linking kindness to the workplace you know then that's something that i've always been keen on that you know many of us in the workplace start thinking that if you are being kind you are being for example for years differentiating between employees and being fair at the year end appraisals was seen as very rude right so you you are how can you say somebody is better than this and you are being unkind to the person who's you know not doing well right uh, those kind of thing and and these thoughts have evolved over there so what are your views of you know about kindness in the workplace right so in day to day workplace so that we can connect these two topics so you know to try and make it crisp Uh, maybe that's always my challenge because i can meander is uh, this whole thing of conscious and unconscious bias mm. right which we try to think that the corporate world has immuned us from but it's not true and in a yeah. country like india the messaging i'd like to give is we not got to consciously think about this more often and consciously challenge our perceptions and our world views because it can affect 
what you're saying is the transparency, the authenticity when we work with people who are yeah. in a so I would say, especially when we start off as juniors, that's the right time to check that because you're still, you're just entering the workforce. Yeah. Some of us come from small time India. Some of us have less exposure, you know, also yeah. to validate that a little logically and to test yourself by actually doing what you've been told not to do sometimes. So yeah. you've got brought up with your mother saying xyz or your family saying this and you challenge it because you realize that uh, you are now an adult and you need to logically challenge some of our tapes and i really believe if india is a country we have to make that change it is and i tell my generation i hope i die with my prejudices yeah, that's a very strong comment, but I, I'm, I'm digesting it. So I would just say, Jeff, for the start, for those starting in the hierarchy, hmm. to check that, is it affecting? I have friends who changed their names and got jobs and didn't get a job till then. Okay, so these are serious situations that people's lives have been impacted by. Correct. So whether it's gender, whether it's ability, disabilities, all kinds of stuff, not just the, you know, the normal biases we think of. There are layers and layers and layers, right? So I think it's good to look at that as a starting point in the corporate world and uh, be conscious of it. There'll always be some part of it. And, uh, but if you go searching for bias, no, it will prove you right. Yeah, like like statistics, you know, you can prove anything that you want to prove. Um, yes. uh, but yeah, right. I go searching for it, I get it. How did you meet this character? And how did you know? Nobody I can see around. But I think just my eyes are you know, my eyes just it's spotting it for me. Yeah, and, and kindlemic is a is a is a interesting word, and and I hope we can popularize it. Because especially at workplaces and we've all been caught up in this, you know, huge rugged matches, you know, at the workplace, which can get work done. Eventually, if you, if you and I, I do some, I would say research, but informal pattern and, you know, studies can find that people who yell and rant and shout, this is required tomorrow. None of that work actually gets done even two months, three months, six months later. But people who work with the, their teams and say that, okay, when can you give me and, you know, let's work together may actually have the outcome in two weeks, four weeks time. Whereas the other opposite, which is the popular, you know, the textbook, uh, big boss yeah, actually doesn't work. And which reminds me, and you brought in Adam Grant and I'm, I'm, I'll take a minute to probably narrate this to our viewers also. And, and you will know this, uh, Adam's work. Uh, he recently, and, and this is not his work he's quoting other works as well that we might have misunderstood darwin as well that you know it is not just survival of the fittest it's not in the strength way it is also the fitness in terms of empathy and caring for each other come to think of it when all of us were nomads and even tribes were not formed each other was food right so if i you know if i don't like you right you don't like me we are food for each other and at the end of the day, if you are in trouble, there is a wolf or there's a lion or there is some other 
dangerous animal uh, you know lurking at you i am not saving you i am not standing up for you whereas if we have empathy we have worked together and uh, i we are you know friends was a word not coined then but we were friends i will watch out and i will help you and we will both survive and that's how the homo sapien uh, journey progressed it didn't progress because people were aggressive and fighting and killing each other it progressed because people were helping a very important point because if you look at the history of mankind it is the collaboration and network that's got us up to this point right we can either use it for the good or we can use it for the not so good it all yeah. depends on which you know so it's like the network of the good and the network of the bad right uh, so you can decide which network you want to unfortunately the network of the good requires to get stronger yeah those of us who believe in these philosophies need to come together far more because the terror networks are very strong yeah the, and the, that's a modern day manifestation but I, i think the way i drive home this point is that this has always been the case across history and the way mankind or or homo sapiens as a as a species has progressed is because of empathy kindness collaboration working together and then they survive if they start fighting otherwise man is a very weak animal compared to any other animal we are one of the weakest um, we don't have any defense against viruses we don't have any defense against elephants or lions or anything we have survived because uh, we were kind to each other and had empathy and planned and collaborated and survived in those days and there are modern day versions of the same terror or 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 the or the difficulties that we face on our modern day basis now interesting conversation you know i i i'm really enjoying this kindomic um, you know, discussion but um, to try and bring this conversation to a close you know you of course speak to many um, tv channels and uh, you know other forums as well how would you summarize your message to the listeners so i would say that first of all it starts with a reflection that how do i balance my self interest with the mm. greater right and with that reflection there would be a lot of thoughts that will get triggered and i would say to start with the self so to look at our physical well being which a lot of us are being challenged right now our own mental well being which is again an area of challenge to look at our families it's very it's best to start with self and then slowly move out right look at our families i know families who always collaborated have done fantastically in the pandemic because when they had no support staff coming at home they are the ones who were readily geared up because their children helped and the burden was not on one person and this i can say with innumerable cases that i have seen which Correct. families rode the wave right so they already and so you you create a culture far before the crisis hits you and that's a very important point i'd like to bring out to people you know start thinking of those cultural changes then you go to you know of course your relationship with your children and uh, did does aggression really work those are the things we have to challenge and ask ourselves when did i get collaboration when did i get a better outcome when was i feeling internally you know fulfilled in this uncertainty what are my priorities 
So, mm. and then go to the corporate world and then go to our relationships, working from home, remote. How often we say, how are you? As a real, you know, just because it has to be said. And how often do we say a simple, how are you? No, no, how are you doing, Anshuman, today? Mm. And where you sense that I'm really, really wanting to reach out to you. Do those things in the long run, spending that extra five minutes at the start of a meeting. Set the tone for a more empowered and a more a workforce that uh, give us far more in the end. So I would leave everyone with these thoughts, simple thoughts, but very powerful if we can start. You know, it's like someone has a conversation and talks about COVID and I know it's draining that person and me. I am now trained to divert the conversation into a more positive flow, right? So in the yep. end, I asked myself, did I make that person feel a little more energized at the end of the conversation or did I make her more tired? Hmm. Yeah, fatigue, COVID fatigue. hundred people are saying the same thing. How does it help me if the statistics today is 1,000 or 1,500 deaths? I need to find out what can I do for myself and my family and the people around me and find a way to energize. So I think just changing conversations, learning, which is also part of appreciative inquiry. Correct. And yeah. having those skill sets is huge as a starting point. Then we will surely go on to doing things for others. It will come naturally. Believe me, when you're standing at the lift and someone's running, you will wait because you will realize it is ridiculous to reach two minutes ahead of someone in traffic. And then you go and see the guy at the same signal. But you <laughs> felt so happy. You start looking at the ridiculousness of some of the things out of sheer habits. So I'd end up with it's possible to create new habits. Yeah, I think that's that's it's possible to create new habits, new mindsets. Uh, all it takes is, you know, small steps, like you said. And to my listeners and, you know, viewers on YouTube, the message, of course, is that, you know, try and be kind, you know, you know, and if you try, you will find a way. There is no right way. Nirmala has found many ways in which, as she explained during the show, where people reached out and are being kind. But you can find your own way. This is this is not a unidimensional movement. It is a multidimensional movement. And if we are kind to our colleagues at workplaces or our families, our neighbors, our their families and so on, in small ways, this would be a world, world worth living. So, Nirmala, to wrap up the show, I usually ask this question to all my guests is that what is that one book, resource, online thing, anything that you would recommend and to our viewers to, to go deeper into this topic, right? So, on kindness, anything that you would refer. So, I, you know, since I've quoted Adam, I'd say go and get his book, Give and Take, because hmm speaks about the importance of giving and receiving and that it's cyclical right so i think once we get into that philosophy and secondly look at the kind of people that you can you know you now people will be forced to look at an individual from this lens right so someone tells me i'm a photographer what do i do go out and look for ngos who need a photographer just now Someone says, I'm a singer, go out and sing and cheer someone at an old age home, right? It has nothing to do with what you're not good at. Do far more of what you're good at. 
and start looking at people who've achieved this, who've given a little of what they are already. I can't give you something from an empty cup, right? Mm. I can give you what I'm good at. Correct. And I would inspire your viewers. If you are an artist, a painter, a speaker, photographer, each one of us is blessed with at least one gift. Yeah. And find how that gift can help somebody else. And that's the easiest way rather than go out. Someone says, I don't like older people. Don't go to a old age home. Go to where young kids are. Right? Mm -hmm. Don't force yourself to do things you're not fond of. Because then you'll do it with joy. And I'm sure, Anshuman, you're feeling joyful doing this show because you believe it has a purpose. You Absolutely. can't do it without that, right? Yeah. And then, like you said, you know, if it is A, it is strength-based. So I'm good at this i feel i'm good at this i can take this message to more people and in a way my purpose is served right of course you know if it gets bigger and you know more people reach out to you the movement spreads i'll be happier but i even today i'm happier because you know i think i have done my bit in make taking this forward so thanks thanks nirmala for that those insights and you know helping me also see this differently and i hope our listeners and viewers will see this differently so with with immeasurable gratitude uh, nirmala i will end this show and to my viewers uh, friends uh, wherever you know whatever podcast or you know youtube channel you are watching this you know spread the word this is something that i am deeply passionate about that we don't have to be typical person at work there is kindness in all of us we just have to dig deeper and find it and and demonstrate it it's okay for that one report to come one day late. It's okay for somebody to take a half day leave if he or she is not feeling well. It's okay. They will work harder for you if you are kinder. Right? So there is a little bit of, uh, you know, even if you are looking for a return on investment or, or some of those um, ugly words, so to say, there is enough in this, um, right? And if, at the end of the day, you will have joyful relationships, which is more than any other more return than any other investment could give you. So with that, I'll wrap up the show. Uh, thank you, Nirmala, once again. And to my listeners, viewers, all these, uh, like all episodes, this will also be available on the YouTube channel in about a week's time and on the podcast. And um, till we speak again, manage better. Thank you. Thank you, thank you everybody.